Welcome to Span Reads, not your typical rereads podcast, a 17 shards series where we reread the Cosmere and are giant nerds about it. Today, we will be talking about the magic mechanics in Mistborn, the final empire. Joining me is Mish. Hi, also first Rainbow Rose. Also joining me is Ian. Hey, I'm your writer. And Rosemary. Hi, I'm Kimith. Next, we have got Matt. Oh, Mattos on the forums. <laughs> and lastly, we have Katie. Hi, I'm also Aonine on the forums and Discord. And I am Jessie, or Lady Lameness. This episode will have spoilers for this book only. There will be no spoilers for anything else in Era 1, Era 2, or outside of Mistborn. Ian, can you yes. give us an explanation of Allomancy, please? Um, Allomancy in terms of what we know in this one book. Oh, joy. <laughs> there are people known as allomancers, who can use allomancy. What a surprise. Basically, you can, these people can ingest a bit of metal and burn it or metabolize it to get a cool magical effect. Um, there are uh, supposedly 10 allomantic metals, though as the course of the book goes on, we learn that there are more. There are more holes than people are aware of. So there's iron and steel, which allow you to push and pull on external sources of metal um, to do cool physics-y things of flying and shooting coins at people. Uh, there's uh, pewter, which makes you super tough and strong. Tin, which enhances your senses. Um, Zinc and brass allow you to influence people's emotions. Um, bronze allows you to detect allomancy um, that other people are doing. And copper allows you to hide your own allomancy and the allomancy of those around you. And then there's gold, which allows you to see a super creepy alternate past version of yourself, which is super trippy. And then there is Atium, which allows you to see a brief glimpse into the future and turns you into a murder machine. Because <laughs> turns out super easy to kill somebody if you know where they're going to be in five seconds. That's we also get hints of another mysterious art known as Frukmi, the magic of the keepers and the terrorist people. And they can store attributes in metal and that they can withdraw at a later time. And we, we learn a, a few of the um, what they can store. So like strength, senses, um, that sort of thing. Oh, some overlap with Allomancy. Uh, youth also, which is a weird one. But the only actual um, one we know, the attribute and the metal in this book, is Pewter, which allows you to store physical strength. Very reminiscent of Alamancy. And then there's something with spikes that we don't know about. It makes steel um steel inquisitors. Who knows what that is? Not us. Because clearly we've only read the first book. Mm -hmm. For for Farukami, do we know what Cezed's metal mines are made out of yet in this book? Um no. Okay. Yeah, it, the only one we know is like pewter stores strength. We don't know what the other ones are. I, I, yeah, I don't, I'm pretty sure it, we don't know that the copper mines are copper, 
But we know, like, oh, you can store memories. Something that was brought up in the last episode that I think was brilliantly done by Brandon is he split up the metals based on the different characters and then put Vin in different scenes with those characters to focus on each individual metal. Mm -hmm. That was a great way for me to be able to separate things out and understand things individually instead of getting everything all at once and just not remembering how anything works or what things were. Because there is a lot in this book. You get the basics fairly early on when, when Vin's taught how to use the individual metals, but when it comes to the specializing that is seated throughout the book in such a way that you're... You're ready for more details when they come. Uh, Brandon did a very good job at spreading that out so there was no one big identifiable info dump. Brandon does a really good job. Like from a like reader education perspective, the way he handles allomancy, you could tell allomancy is important to him because he was really careful with how he explained it, but it was really masterful because you get the prologue where he sets up the mystery and the wonder and the power of Allomancy by having Kelsier decimate a noble manor off screen. Um, so you're like, okay, Allomancy is powerful. Um, and then you have Vin as the new character learning them slowly, but then he gives you the scene with Kelsier near the beginning, infiltrating Keep Venture, where he's flipping metal and fighting all the guards to be like, this is really cool. We're going to build up to this. So remember, it can do all these cool things. Um, and then doing this slow progression within where it being, these are the 10 metals. These are what they do. And then we're going to look at each one individually. And then we're going to get to the end of the book and see Vin doing things similar to what we saw Kelsier doing at the beginning. And so it really, I think, helps all the metals really sink in for the reader. So at the end, the reader's like, yeah, no, I'm a Mistborn. And if this was a video game, I would be able to know which buttons uh, do everything. Um, it's yeah, really well done. Vin like is trying to like get the pieces, but like Kelsier just like does lay out the basic eight medals like immediately for her. It's like there's one point where it's like like she starts burning iron and tin. It's like oh, don't worry about those. Like we'll get back to those. And it's like you can tell like Kelsier's like we'll get to those in like ten minutes when we're ready. And she's but, like, oh, he's going to hold them back so he can yeah. keep me here. And, and no, he just because they, they, they take longer to go through. Yeah. I love his and, like, I should have known you would do that. Yeah. That's on me. But then we get like the two, two higher medals, like get their own individual scenes later on. Like in gold, the ninth medal, which is actually the last medal we see. Like. We realize, like, oh, he didn't bring it up because, like, Kelsier doesn't think it's that important. And I think that's part of the reason why, like, he never figured out the 11th medal. Like, he didn't care to think about gold that much. So he didn't f figure out that, like, oh, the 11th medal is the alloy of gold. To be fair to him, it wasn't immediately useful for, like, anything, really, <laughs> that I can think of in yeah. his plans. So, like... Mm -hmm. Yeah, but also, I don't really blame him for not thinking about it much. It wasn't necessarily necessary for Vin to defeat him, but it did throw him off balance when she figured out who he was. Yes, yes. yes. It's like, 
Kelsey are figuring out would not have helped him in the slightest. It's just like, okay, this is why he didn't figure it out. Mm-hmm. Not that it would have made a difference. And I, I do like, though, how he sets up the mystery of the possible additional metals. Because um, he you get such a strong alimantic theory of the first eight. You know you have push and pull for each metal. Internal, external. Um, you have uh, mental, physical, um, and, and uh, base alloy, alloy and base metal. And then you get to the two higher metals and like they don't follow the rules. And Mm-hmm. The explanation in world is, oh, they're the two higher metals. They're special. And ATM is, of course, the unique original metal for the book. And then gold is has a certain prestige to it as a substance in our world. So as a reader, you can kind of suspend disbelief. But there's a part of you that's like, but that doesn't make sense. These other eight are mm-hmm. so symmetrical and cleanly organized and... And gold and adium even aren't even like good opposites because gold is this weird psychological experience and atium is this like combat-focused future site metal. I actually thought they complemented each other really well because one shows you the future and the other shows you the past. And I thought that's mm-hmm. what the complement was meant to be. So I, mm-hmm. to me, I was like, this works really well. Why they were classified as temporal metals, too. But gold doesn't actually show you the past. It shows your present if your past was different. Yeah, but in my brain, that was close enough to showing the past that it didn't really. Like, that that was such a technicality that my brain didn't. Yeah, I was like, nope, it's it's the past. That that makes sense. The past and the future. And and part of the thing there is even alimancers themselves aren't entirely sure what gold's deal is and you know there's plenty of room for debate on on exactly what you're seeing yeah but but for example like vin sees herself as a noble woman um she doesn't and then she sees herself as like someone who's still living in the street um but she's not like going back to like an alternate childhood it's like because like the the noble version of herself is like the actual vin doing the burning because it's like it's the weird like split perception of like she is both like herself and her gold shadow right um, at the same time yeah gold is so weird i would love a book where he went more into gold to be honest Mm because it's 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 weird and then there's the um parallel with the 11th medal as well between mm-hmm. gold and the 11th medal because they are similar but they're not the same mm-hmm. one is you seeing the shadows of yourself and the other is she seeing shadows of other people someone else mm-hmm. yeah and then like we do get aluminum like the metal that when you burn it all of the rest of your metals go mm-hmm. away which the ministry has known about and like hasn't released to the populace of like information i wonder if it was the ministry or if it was the inquisitors and whether it was hidden from the rest of the ministry by the inquisitors um i'm pretty sure it's an obligator obligator whatever however you pronounce it the not an inquisitor that gives her the no it's definitely an inquisitor it was yeah it was the inquisitors who made her made her swallow it and burn the aluminum but I think, um, without getting too into spoilers, there's some stuff later on with other metals that implies the ministry as a whole 
uh, knows about more than the general public does, whether or not aluminum is specific to the Inquisitors. Yeah. Or the like, at this point. There, there's so few Inquisitors that yeah. the, like, the canton of Inquisition, I'm pretty sure, is more than just the Inquisitors. Like, there yeah. is, like, a normal... Uh, obligators within them that like at the very least they would know so i think it's maybe not every obligator knows but enough yeah. of them do higher ranking because marsh starts as a regular obligator in the in the canton of inquisition um and then it was a surprise when he was considered for inquisitor so it implies that there's lots of inquisition obligators who just go about their way without getting spikes <laughs> <laughs> Without yeah, and there are problems with being both a seeker and very competent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I did like that, though, that Marsh is so driven and like he felt like, oh, like I'm going to be the underdog because I haven't like gone to Obligator University. And then you find out, oh, like a lot of Obligators are um, lazy and la- la- well, it's kind of like that going to university and you have the people who are just kind of like, yeah, I'm going to university because I don't really know what to do next. And I'm just kind of figuring stuff out and then the people who are like i have a career path or like i have student loans to pay off or like i've maybe had a harder path you know and so marsh is like he's come from like a rough background or a rougher background but he he has had the opportunity to get some education because they thought he he was able to live as a noble for a bit in his youth um and those two things together at the drive and uh, some of his privileges make him a quick advancer um and, compared to all these other yeah. low bore, low level nobles who didn't really have any other path in life and their parents said go be go 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 be an obligator that's the only way you're getting anywhere in life mm-hmm. <laughs> i did really like the scene with marsh and vin where he's teaching her the finer points of bronze and how she's mm-hmm. frustrated that she didn't catch on quickly and then and she's like I, I can't sense it yet i'm sorry and he's like no, that's that's fine. If you were already able to pick that out, I think I'd be kind of upset because it took me a long time to get there, and you're already picking this up faster than I thought you should. It took yeah. me six months to learn that. <laughs> and I like that a lot of the medals. Um, there is kind of an art or a subtlety to them where it's like it's not just raw power; uh, it's skill. Like bronze takes actually a lot of skill because there's a lot of different metrics that you're keeping track of and as vin gets better because that's one of her stronger medals too um you don't see her think about everything she's doing when she's saying oh this person is flaring iron um you don't uh see everything she's doing but she's doing a lot and then of course we have the subtlety of soothing and riding that breeze explains and even pewter, which is a more instinctive, straightforward metal, Ham's able to give some insight into ways you can burn strategically. Yeah. And like, I, I actually think that's a little bit of like the Wheel of Time influence on Brandon. Because like mm-hmm. Wheel of Time, it's um, channeling the one power, that whole magic system. It's like, there's a whole thing is like, men are generally stronger in the power, but women are more skillful in the power. So that like they, they generally are evenly matched. So it's like the difference between power and skill, like is an important dichotomy, like in a lot of Brandon's magics, I think. Yeah. 
And for anyone who is thinking at this point, but Brandon didn't finish Wheel of Time till after Mistborn, he was a fan long before he was tapped oh, yeah. to actually finish the books. Yeah. And well, as someone who read Wheel of Time after Brandon, um, I see the influences. I'm like, oh, yeah, like he, he's definitely in more of a Robert Jordan vein of fantasy than, say, a... Um, George R. R. Martin, or even like J.R.R. Tolkien, like he, I think Jordan's one of his stronger influences, especially for his early books. Oh, 100%. One thing I did love for Breeze was how he's like, honestly, it doesn't matter if you're soothing or rioting. You can do the exact same thing. And I love that, you know, the fact that we don't need to have both in order to get that lesson. Mm hmm. And I love, yo, everybody else, in order to learn it, you have, you know, you have to kind of go to the person who is the expert in order to get the really good learning. But for Breeze, he's like, nah, you can do the same. And I just, it's a fun but subtle thing about human nature that I love is, is discussed. Mm -hmm. It's also that, um. Besides gold, I think the only other metal that someone didn't have in the, um, like, individual person didn't have in the team was, forgetting which zinc? one it is. Well, um, there's no zinc. zinc? Um, there's no, like, no iron in terms steel. of, yeah, or iron and steel, but individual. yeah. The, yeah, like, but fills as that As far spot. as we know yeah. in this book, Kelsey's you role. can't have gold. Like, yeah. There are no mistings of the higher metals. Yeah. Not something. Mm -hmm. And yeah, no, it's. I also love like Alamancy is one of my favorite Brandon man magic systems. And part of, like there's a the the way Brandon married Alamancy to the aesthetic of the family Final Empire. You know, you have like the synergy of um, iron and steel leaping and flying through the mists or through the ash. You have the use of bronze and copper and zinc and brass at in like social settings at the balls and like the, the hiding and intrigue it, it just fits so well and so there's something kind of uh romantic or um uh just very evocative about how alamancy is displayed in this book um yeah, it, well brandon like came up with the individual powers based off of what you would need in a thieving crew. Yeah. So it's like, it just make like, they are like intrinsically tied. Yeah. One topic that ended up getting cut out of the last episode, but do we want to go around and say what misting ability yes. we would want yes. of the ones we know of in this book? I, this one's always so hard for me because I actually don't identify with any one of the metals. Like, it's always hard because I don't identify with one of Brandon's magics, period. Really? Um, I think if I were to be like pinned down, forced to choose something, I probably would go zinc or brat. Like the emotional metals would mm -hmm. probably be the ones I'd be most likely to use in my life. Yeah, that that's also like I would be a soother like bar none like uh give me opportunity to emotionally manipulate people yes um that's a terrible thing but like 
like because it's like in D D, like which i play i do like high charisma characters i like doing that um character interact interaction and just like being a charismatic and like emotional elemancy just helps with that so cuter hands down <laughs> uh, i can't tell you how many times i've i've wished i was at least a little bit stronger if not a lot stronger i mean books are heavy and, and i got a lot of them <laughs> and there's just so many times when i'm moving things or it i need to open a pickle jar or, or something and you know it's annoying to have to ask james to, to to open the damn jar for me and then i'll always tell him that i loosened it for him so you know if i had pewter that would be really cool and then i could just you know traipse around being shira princess of power all the time <laughs> like you do i'd pick uh bronze um i really like the idea of seeking i'm usually a fan of like the the meta powers um like i really like rogue in x-men um so like the and i don't know it kind of like you get like an understanding of all the metals and i like the idea of kind of like a yeah academic uh thing where you're like measuring uh different phenomena and interpreting them i think bronze is cool for that reason um my favorite to read about though i i love reading iron and steel uh scenes but i don't have the courage uh to wield those metals um and pewter would probably help me the most in my daily life because i'm very clumsy um but uh no it would be bronze <laughs> Corn between two um i think i would either want zinc specifically writing over soothing both are good um i'm also all about that emotional manipulation mm -hmm. um using manipulation for good though um yeah. I'm, I'm sure <laughs> <laughs> but rioting or um i think steel i do i want steel sorry there'll probably be property damage and I might get injured. I I don't know. Now that you now that you say that, I am like, hmm, that is scary. But also <laughs> flying, flying, and and pushing things, which is useful in other contexts. And flying. yeah, I would get I would kill myself if I had steel. That's true, which is why probably rioting first, especially in this <laughs> world. But also, I would go with tin. I don't know why, just in my head, immediately, it's always been tin, so therefore, I would go with tin. I like the idea of being able to enhance my senses, and that would be cool. Mm -hmm. tin, tin. I love how actually all the metals work so well individually, um, at least all the base eight, which is what we're kind of focusing on, work so well individually, but also have such such synergy in tandem you know like it's like oh like yes like um they all function independently but then you combine them in a mistborn and they're so powerful because they're able to soothe and riot push and pull metal um hide themselves and detect others um uh and even like the synergy of like having pewter so you're tougher so if you miss mm -hmm. the coin and do crash into a wall you're durable enough to not die. <laughs> also, like having pewter when you have tin. Yes. Like you're more able to withstand like the overload of information you're getting. 
That would be nice. I get uh, overwhelmed by information all the time. I like uh, the like groundedness and kind of earthy feel of Allomancy as well. Like the very mechanical, like you're swallowing metals, um, the kind of bodiness, if that's a word, of Allomancy. It feels very... Like, physicality. Practical. Yeah, the physicality. Yeah. It is cool. There's that weird, like, drawing on the mists. Yeah. 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 That's really uh, blink and you miss it in this book. Yeah. Like, like, definitely on a reread, I picked up on it, but, like, on a mm-hmm. first read, it really is. Y- you yeah. just kind of miss it. Yeah. Like, on my reread, I'm like, wait, that's all they say? Like, I thought there there was a, a bigger deal about this in this book, but nope, nope. It's just... Ben thinks about it later, trying to figure out how how and what she did. Hey, that's funny that you guys say that, because I always thought that, like, ooh, this is a weird, big, mysterious thing that just happened on its own line out of the paragraph. Like, oh, this is this is a thing. I didn't I didn't think that it was like easy to miss. Well. I- I also did this um, in audio, so I don't ha- didn't have the visual. So it's like it is hard to tell where. Like, I forgot it was its own paragraph. So it was just like very like in sequence with everything else. And it's like, and like because it has been so long, I like I just remember it being a bigger deal, probably because it's its own paragraph in the book. But yeah, yeah. it's a wham line or structured as a, a wham. Yeah. That's one of Brandon's conventions that are, I find fun is like he'll do the like she did blah 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 and like these kind of short punchy paragraphs for emphasis. Um, to that point of in drawing on the mist, we end the book on a really interesting note in terms of the magic system with this new question because we have the Lord Ruler doing a lot of things above and beyond what any Alamancer has done, and we find out part of that secret might be. Um, the combination of Allomancy and Farukami. Um And Sazed kind of gives a quick explanation of compounding Atiyam and how that's how he did in Eternal Life. But you're still left with like questions about how he does what he does. And then you have Vin having this feeling of, why am I like him? Why can I do things that he can why do? Why is she so strong? Why can she pierce copper clouds? Yeah. 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 I've always been so confused by that explanation. Like the first time I read the book, I read it like four times and I was like, no, I still don't get it. I don't understand. I'm just going to, I'm just going to keep going. (laughs) Yep. Nope. That's me. I'm always like, yep. That that's you say that that's how it works. That's how it works. The first time I read the book too, I remember, yeah, I probably read that five times because I was like, say that walk it through me one more. I I was Marsh in that scene. (laughs) (laughs) Walk me through it one more time. <laughs> okay, thank you for watching, everyone. You can find us at 17shard.com for your news, discussion, theories, and fun that you could ever want. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, SoundCloud. You can leave us a review on iTunes, subscribe on YouTube, and support us on Patreon. See you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.